Hey mamas, thanks so much for joining us. We're excited to have you as part of the Momversation. My name is Dana, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sam, Shay, Christine, and Kayla. On today's episode, we will be covering the very hot and very, very wanted topic <laughs> of um, labor, delivery, all the shebangs, the, um, from midwifery to pre and postpartum labor support, all of the great things that are involved in bringing babies into the world. For today's episode, we can't wait to hear your take on things, and we also have some very special um, experts to help us navigate the subject. We have Bonnie Kelly of Coastal Doulas of the Palm Beach. Welcome. Um, and we also have Mandy Pruitt here uh, from the, the Palm Beach Maternity Center. Thank you also for being here. Thank we you appreciate for it. Us. Um, and so we have, God, where do we start? We have so right. many. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kayla, why don't we take this? You, you take it away. We got this. Um, we, so we got it. We, <laughs> I'll start. Yes. What is the oh. difference between a doula and a midwife? Because I didn't use either Great one question. of you guys. And I wish I did. <laughs> so the way I like to put it is your doula is kind of like your home your home girl <laughs> in labor that like is with you the whole entire time pretty much from the time you need her until the you know postpartum and all of those things and your midwife is there to do the more medicalized stuff to keep you and your baby safe along the way and take uh, the medical aspect lead you know, I always tell my clients when they say, well, why do I need a doula? I'm like, well, I can't rub your back and catch your baby. Right. <laughs> that's a really, it's a really good point. I think that's really, that's really great. It's, it's really, and doulas really, it's about the mental, physical, emotional support and education. You know, he like said throughout that entire journey, you know, where we may know a lot of the medical stuff, but we're not responsible for it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where your midwife is responsible for that medical care you know, and you and baby. Was that before you? I, in my mind, like the doula showed up when I'm having the baby. No, no. So, so you're there, in the arts, yeah. you're there through the pregnancy. whole, like, I go to a specialist, come out crying, I'm there to talk to one of you guys because I didn't like the news I got. Absolutely. <laughs> you're doula. I needed one of those. Yeah, I needed one of those too. Women will ask, well, when do I hire my doula? As soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, because. You know, you may call me and I've been at a 30 hour birth and I just really can't answer your back pain question right in that moment, but you can call your doula and your doula can say, well, you know, here's a few local chiropractors, why don't you go get an adjustment, maybe try a warm bath, you know, those kinds of things that, you know, you can't call up your practitioner and be like, right. my back hurts. You know? So, and I also think there's this big stigma about one thing that I'd really like to crush, uh, you know, for sure in this episode would be, I think that there's this very new age stigma about how midwifery and doulas and having that whole space is very like Eastern medicine. Like it's very like you are the hippie and anybody who goes to a doctor, you're for sure all Western. And I think right. that's such a huge misconception, especially when a lot of the West, the truly Westernized medicine, like full on. And, and again, we've talked so many times about there not being one right way, but your right way. Absolutely. And I think that the, something that's so important to talk about is how the the, the westernized medicine has changed a lot and I thought before I had kids that that was going to be I was there's no way I'm going to give birth anywhere else but it has to be in a hospital and it has to be with a doctor and he's got to have MD after his name and when I got there and there was so much pressure to be 
to do it their way and not my right way and that it was the right way. We talked about uh, report cards before, that I was getting report cards at 34 weeks about how not well I was doing and how I was gonna need a C-section. And I think that was really eye-opening for me. And what I learned along the way was that it's so far from this, this thing that we've somehow made it into, this like hippy-dippy, like, you know, backyard medicine. I think a lot of it's just not knowing, right? Because yeah. like when I got pregnant and I was like, I want this kind of birth and this experience, and my husband had no idea. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What's the difference of a midwife and an OB and all of these things? And so when we went to meet a midwife for the first time, I was like, do you, what's your background? Do you have education in this? Well, of course you see, y'all. Like, what do you mean? They're going to look babies. Do you get a certification for this? Do you have education to do that? Like, of course. So I think that's a big thing is just not knowing. People don't understand that we take national boards to right. become midwives. Sure. I yeah. practice out-of-hospital midwifery. Mm -hmm. You know, some people would think that's crazy. What, I'm going to have my baby in a pool in the mm -hmm. living room? Like, what are you, nuts? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but what they don't understand is we actually carry more skills. Different. I don't want to use the word more, but different skills. Mm -hmm. When I have a baby that comes out that's not breathing, I don't get to hand it off to the NICU and carry on with my day. Mm -hmm. I am the NICU, the pediatrician, the doctor. Yeah. the nurse, the this, the for that. Sure. We have all of those skills within us. We study for extremely long amount of time. We started with 19 students in our class. Five of us graduated, three of us are practicing. Okay, wow. <laughs> it's this is a career that separates the women from the girls. You right, know, yeah. like oh, wow. most people can't hang with this kind of stuff. But the birth center that I own we have people in our practice that come in and they do midwifery care and they birth at the hospital with our doctors because that's what they want to do. And right. then we have people that come in and they have our kind of care and they birth at the center. And then we have people that have care and they birth at home. Mm -hmm. What we wanted to make was that there's no right or wrong way to do right. it. Yeah. Women do not birth if they don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. It's just that simple. And I know you can relate to that. Yes, no, and that's 100% correct. It's probably one of the biggest questions I'll get even from women who contact me you know, early in pregnancy is, oh, well, what if I want a birth at the hospital? Or what if I plan on getting an epidural? Or, you know, mm -hmm. will you still support me? And it's, it's like, yes, because it's not my birth. It's yeah. your yeah. birth. And what's important to me, whether you're planning to birth at home, at a birth center, at a hospital, mm -hmm. right. is that you're making that choice because it's what's right for you. Um, not because somebody's telling you you have to, sure. but you're going, okay, I've done my research, I've explored my options, and this is this is what I envision. And helping you navigate that space. I know that for me that was really important. And, and um, you know, Bonnie was really helpful for, for me in that regard. I feel like, you know, that it was what if you've done all the research and you still don't know what the hell to do? Like, what, what happens where trusting your provider comes right. in? You have to meet with more than one provider. So many women have told me that they just went back to the OB that was the GYN for mm -hmm. them, and it, you know, it's a nightmare. Right. Birth trauma, I could spend 25 hours sure. a day dealing with that, <laughs> for sure. okay? No, yeah, yeah, me too, I'm there. But you have to go and do your research and meet with different providers, different doulas, different And there's nothing wrong with meeting with different it. providers. Absolutely yes. not, I am not the midwife for everyone, and I tell right. people, here's names and numbers of a few other local places. You wanna go the OB route? This you're telling me your birth plan, here's a few names and numbers of providers that I think may align with your belief system. I switched at 30 weeks pregnant. 
Yeah. So many people do. Because then the doctors start saying, oh, you're going to need a C-section. You are. Yeah. Your baby's Plan too big and you're going to die. Yeah. You and all of yeah. these crazy a medal for having a baby now. Or, yeah. or, or four doctors will come in succession to ask you if you need your water broken. Because, well, why? I've been in labor for three days. I finally have an epidural and I'm not in pain anymore. Why don't you, is there a medical reason? Is something wrong? No, no. Because just have, because we're just to speed things along. Yeah. Bro, I've been in this bed for 33 days. I'm good. Well, and that's the thing that people don't understand about having midwives and doulas is, you know, if you do it out of the hospital or even if you're in the hospital and you hire somebody like Bonnie, she comes to your house. She's laboring there with you. You yeah. can kind of, you know, conform and go through your birth plan and that kind of stuff. And then at the appropriate time, because we are very knowledgeable about birth, mm-hmm. head into the hospital or the mm-hmm. birth center or call the midwife over right. if you're having a home birth. Having somebody there to explain what the next step is and not being fear ridden is so key. Yeah, fears, outcome. and I feel like fear is a big fear part of. Yeah. Because uh, you think, well, what if I don't listen to this doctor and then something happens to my baby right. or I? True. And that's so scary. I get yeah. it as a mom. Well, and that's where evidence-based, you know, information is so important that it's not fear-based. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And, and then that there's happens. a lot of scare texts too, which Correct. which help, which I guess help the agenda of that that you know we as pregnant women or or whatever the case may be. We go in and we think that these medical professionals will, they're telling us the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and it's sometimes very much like mommy, it's their version of truth. Mm-hmm. It's their interpretation of the truth. And, and it's not that they're lying, it's not that they're evil, it's just that they're, they may be different from you. And I think that's a really important point. Um, Sam, did you have something to add to the conversation? Yeah, I just feel like when I was going through the whole process, um, that like, there was this idea that if I have a midwife or a doula, like you said, I can't have an epidural. Or I can't have that. And I feel like there's that, there's that big, kind of back to the Eastern Western medicine, there's that big misconception. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, down the line, we want another kid. Like, give me the dang epidural. That's what I want. I know I want it. But, like, I was kind of pressured in, during, I had a, a very long birthing, you know. But I was kind of pressured before I had the epidural, even though that's what I wanted for my birth plan, to try this laughing gas stuff, which... I'm going to go on record, it does not work. It does not work. Yeah. <laughs> Don't waste your money. It, it, it doesn't, listen, and again, it, it didn't work for me, but so I know people who, some it didn't, people swear some people yeah, swear some by people it. Do. Some people I was going to say, we have it at the first time. Yeah. I tried, I it was like. It, and it works effectively. Yeah, yeah it, it didn't do, it, it put me to sleep at the times I was already sleeping, so. <laughs> so I went a very non-traditional route. So I had fetal surgery at 15 weeks which mm. went into this whole, you yeah. know, I was at the doctor every couple days, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could have used you there, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, like, to support, but, like, I didn't get a whole lot of choice on anything. Mm-hmm. It was like, Schedule I'm with section. For you. Right. No, like it was 20. emergency C-section yeah. in 29 weeks. So it's, yeah. it's uh, like, could you guys have been there and, like, helped me with this whole process so that, you know... Understanding what's happening. I'm thinking my babies are going to die every other day. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, is it should be as simple as, you know, are you having a baby? The answer is yes. Do you desire support? Do you desire to be, you know, to have a team around you that's there for you? If your answer is yes, then yes, you can benefit from a doula. Yeah. You know, even if yeah. it is, you know, you know that it's going to be a C-section or, you know, with it ending up being, you know, an emergency C-section, you mm-hmm. still deserve that support and it still is your birth story, um, yeah. even though it looked very different than what you had, you know, 
probably hoped and desired it to look. Yeah, and I, I have to say I 100% did not enjoy my pregnancy one bit at all. <laughs> um, having a doula would have been so much like it, why uh, why did you enjoy just, pregnancy so i was sick for the first three months mm -hmm. um and i was diagnosed with um preeclampsia mm -hmm. and then so it was in and out of my primary doctor for blood pressure medicine mm -hmm. then it was in and out of the ob's office to make sure things are going along correctly then it was in and out of the specialist who had to tell me that you know, my baby's head is going to be huge, that I'm going to have to have a C-section, she's going to be an 11-pound baby. She came out 7'10". Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they're all, yeah. all going to be 11 pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, coming in and out of that, you know, the doctor's office, I felt horrible. You know, like I would call my mom crying. Um, sometimes she would come with me and I would just sit in the waiting room and just, okay, this is going to be the good appointment. This is going to be, you know, good news. And... And it wasn't. And so next come around, next child, I am 110%. And I think it's oh, important. Yeah. It's not, you know, good news, bad news, or draw. I think, so like I had, a, my journey was a little bit different. I had two miscarriages before my pregnancy with my son. And during the pregnancy with my son, I had a mild case of high, what they call a mild case of hyperemesis. So I puked for 18 weeks, everything including water. And I was ridden with debilitating anxiety horrific life-altering still to this day like crazy anxiety had i known and my doctors kept you're fine you're living and so is your baby i was and i had i was drowning in it and not just i think that we often forget on this birth plan that it's we think so much is all about baby mm -hmm. But it's all about mom, too, and I think we so often forget that, you know? The other difference between a practice having a midwife, just because you guys are asking what the differences are, is probably when you were going through that, you can't phone up your OB at 11.30 right. in the morning so and true. say, this is what's going on with me, what do I do? Or I think I need some Zofran or some Diclegis or whatever the heck it is. But you get that personalized care. When my ladies call me like that, I'm like, okay, get into the birthing center, I run fluids on them, I push Zofran. Oh my God. What Whatever it is right. that I need. Oh my God, you're my best say? friend. You end up in the emergency Amen. room. You end up in the ER with another Me? hospital bill. Me? You know, it's absolutely Me? insane. You Three call times. the doctor's office. You talk to the answering service. You're probably not getting a call back. Or if by the time they call you back, you're already gone to the emergency room. Wait, or you talk to the... Tr very air quotes yeah. triage nurse yeah. who ha doesn't have a bachelor's degree much less any form of medication right. she's an MA making and, $12 all, an hour and all they know how to say to you is oh well that's okay I'm going to leave a note for the doctor bro if I wanted the doctor just put him on yeah. the phone you feel like you're dying and that's the thing too like doulas like Bonnie you know if Bonnie were to be dueling one of my clients she knows my phone number if there was an issue going on she would call the provider we would get to the bottom of this within the hour you know yeah, which is amazing yeah and if I'm at another birth I'm gonna have the backup midwife come in and take so care of it so that's a great question actually that I have um for, for you Mandy Our, if you want a midwife and you want to go that route, mm -hmm. but maybe an out-of-hospital setting makes you nervous, how do you bridge the gap between those two? We have our own doctors. Uh, let me tell you, I spent a lot of money on dinner and wine for physicians. Yeah. <laughs> in, the early age, in the early stages of the Palm Beach Maternity Center being born, I wined and dined these doctors and convinced them that 
we could we could make this relationship work and I had done the research and I gave them all of the reasons why it could work and I also now I've been practicing for a while and they know I'm not transporting these train wrecks in. they know right. that I'm only practicing low-risk birth in the out-of-hospital setting mm -hmm. the out-of-hospital setting is not for high-risk birth right. it's only for low-risk and they have confidence in me and my team and our providers and just the other day I had to go in we had a peculiar situation with a homeless mom that couldn't birth in the out-of-hospital setting because she didn't have a home to go to so the hospital was the best place I went in with her I stayed there with her as her labor support the doula and the midwife we labored her down she had a beautiful unmedicated birth in the hospital with the doctor That's amazing you know and vaginal nobody was coming in saying we're gonna break your water or anything like that he walked in and said to me, Dr. Tom, let me give him credit at St. Mary's, he walked in and said to me, what does your client want me to do, Mandy? That's you know, and That's when you have those relationships, chills. I got chills. it's invaluable. Yeah. So the question I have, like, let's say someone's to go with you, are you the person that delivers? No, not in the like, hospital. You mean at like just in general? Oh, no. At the birthing center and at home, I am the delivering provider. Me, we have another midwife on staff named Jennifer Mitchell. We're growing. <laughs> you know? What a coincidence. So are we. <laughs> and I am so trying not to have to be on call 24-7. I'm trying to give myself one week a month off call so I can be a mom to my three kids. But um, one of us is there with the mom and that's the other thing like in the hospital where the doctor just comes in for the delivery really the nurses are the ones taking a hundred and ten percent god forbid you get a bad nurse that day oh. <laughs> you know but we are there with you from the time you need us which is usually around active labor and we stay the entire time so whereas when you're washed up in these big practices and people are telling you know who's going to deliver my baby who's going right. to be there i don't even know this doctor right I never met him once. And, 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 <laughs> And thankfully, I was really lucky. Actually, Bonnie knew the nurse that was helping me. To, and I think my story would have been totally different if not for that one good nurse. I think, and I, I for sure, nurses and any, it really is. People give, people give the whole credit to the doctor. You were here for five minutes. Where have you been? I love when, when they tell me. I love when they tell me they have the best OB in town. I'm like, that's great if he were going to be there. Right. <laughs> but he's not going to be there. We were so naive. My husband got my husband thought the blue tarp was gonna come off. <laughs> <laughs> we were so naive. No, it's and, 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 and to be fair, to the other side of this conversation, to the, to the other side of this conversation, I think we have to put this out there. There is nothing wrong with going with Western medicine and, and a physician. And, and no, because that's uh, a time where you're gonna need an OB. Yeah. Right. You need, <laughs> right. need a person that knows how to, like, you know, a chef cooks. What, a midwife's gonna deliver babies. A OB well, is their surgeon. Or somebody who wants a C-section. Yeah. When I was pregnant, right. I wanted a C-section. Right. That's yeah. what I wanted, and everybody said my my OB said, "Well, we don't do those voluntarily. That's in case of emergency." And, and I ended up having to have an emergency C-section. But the point of it is, is just like raising your kids. There's no right way. Right. right. It's what's right for you. That's right. right. And so, I think it's finding a provider that aligns.
aligns with what's important to you. Exactly. And you can have an amazing provider um, and love them as an individual, but if they have a different way of practicing right. than what's important to you, then they may not be the right provider for you. Right. And, and that is okay. And that's where you know you're saying that you switched to 30 weeks. Like you need to find somebody that aligns with what your goals are and yeah. so how you want to do it. And it was crazy because with for for me the same provider was amazing with my miscarriages. I had a horrible experience with one. I left. I was crushed in every way, and I went to this provider, and he was amazing. He was he was just everything I needed in that moment. The second I got pregnant with a healthy pregnancy, he checked out. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. He just checked out. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was so hard because the same provider was a great provider, but not for the situation that I was in then. Post two miscarriages, in a state of total anxiety, he he was there during the crisis, but not during the fine times, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's important. And I think, you know, that's where doulas really, for the middle of the road, there's 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 a midwife and a doula for support in that situation. And I think that's what's cool about, you know, doulas is that they're kind of the whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. They cover they cover being with the midwife, right? You said mm -hmm. patting the back while you catch the baby. Yeah. And then all the way to in the hospital holding hands with your very your fully medicated scheduled C section. You know? Uh, Sarah. Um so I wanted to get into like you say you continue after. So I had severe postpartum anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like you. I, oh, like, I was crying at work. It was it was nasty. Um like you help with that, you come in and calm us crazy hormonal ladies down. <laughs> yes, and so we you know, we do a variety of different things. You know, we we have a postpartum team to where really we can help be, you know, in your home, being giving you that extra set of hands as you're trying to navigate, okay, well now baby's here, but I don't know how to do this and this is overwhelming and I'm trying to heal and you know, both emotionally and physically and now I've got a newborn that you know, is awake and has, you know, all of these needs. And so it's making sure that you have that full support afterwards. That's um, And helping, you know, right. through, kind of work through that process. And, you know, at the same time, having, you know, relationships or additional people on our team that can help with lactation if lactation is a challenge or mental health therapist if, you know, if, you know, therapy is, you know, needed. And, and having people who have that, those areas of expertise that you need, um, to not feel like you're doing it by yourself. So yeah. I have I have actually a question, a very personal question, and that's about the after effects. Yeah. So for me, I don't know, I don't maybe you could relate to this because uh, you said you have post, you had struggles with postpartum anxiety. I'm gonna say it's not gone. For, <laughs> yeah. Two years later, it's still there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't think it ever goes away fully. But I, I one thing that I really struggled with, whether it's provider, midwife, doula, for me, I was one of the things that really kind of ate at me after birth was I was so anxious through my whole pregnancy to my provider, to my doula, to every, I felt I had a very severe sense of embarrassment mm -hmm. after the fact, you know, and I think a lot of moms talk about, you know, am I going to poop or like something weird, you know, like, but, but like, but the, but I think that we don't talk about the, the emotional side of things. Like I was a total insane wreck and I noticed I knew that like 
out of body wise, but like being there, I couldn't stop that emotion. And I felt a lot of embarrassment about that, that I was like having a hard time even talking to my providers after that, you know? Because the relationship wasn't established. You probably had 10 minute prenatals where Mm -hmm. they come in, measure your belly, listen to the baby. They're standing there with their hand on the doorknob, making you feel like you can't ask questions. And the relationship never evolved. And the difference also, too, in the Palm Beach Maternity Center, I don't know about other places, but what we do, we book out an hour for every single prenatal with that individual client. Oh, my God. We go over your diet, your exercise, any questions that you might have. Oh, I have this disgusting discharge today. Whatever it is. (laughs) I I need to know about it. Right, yeah. So an hour for that. And then another big thing is that when you check out of that hospital, see you in six weeks. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> yeah. We see our moms. I come to your house at 24 hours, at 72 hours, and I see you every single week oh, for six weeks <laughs> until we do your well woman visit and exam at six weeks. And like, I have a few moms right now that are suffering from PPD mm-hmm. for, you know, yeah, we'll have a whole conversation about that. Different types of help diagnose that faster. Absolutely, I mean, but you're right there. just had a mom the other day. The husband can't even go back to work. Every time he goes to work, she has a full-on panic attack. Oh. The ambulance came the other day. You know? That's so hard. You know what I was able to do? Where's the placenta? Every single one of my moms, they take the placenta home, pulled it out of the freezer, made the placenta pill. She's doing great now. Didn't even. She didn't. Donnie, you do that, that as happen. well, right? Yes. yes yeah. That's. It's something. It's something that I've. All pun intended is very hard pill to swallow for me. Like I, I, I was not, I was not fully prepared for that side of motherhood. Like that I, sounds crazy. It does. You learn all the facts and all the things behind it. You're like, wow. wow. Like, like I could not be a total. My partner used exactly. to tell me that if somebody stole this phone, they'd think I was a pedophile <laughs> because <laughs> you don't know how many mucus plugs and blobs of stuff I had. Is this normal? I was totally like that in labor. I was like, should I take a oh picture? My God. <laughs> Vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, I had somebody tell me, I think I broke my vagina, Mandy. <laughs> and she said, I'm like, send a picture. And it's like black. I'm like, yeah, that, that looks pretty bad. <laughs> looks like you may have broken. Yeah. <laughs> you you said that it. to your doctor, he'd think you were nuts. Yeah. Right. But I, but I think that that's a really a personal side to things. What, what about you, Bonnie? Do you feel, uh, how do you, how do you, because like we were talking about, midwives see a different side of things. So the doula sees more of that emotional side from earlier on to, to later after. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you conquer that, that uh, anxiety, I guess? Is that well, I think even, you know, especially for those, those times where maybe it is beginning, you know, in, in, during pregnancy, yeah, you know, if there's those those flags, you know, having the conversation, you know, with the mother, or, you know, with the couple, you know, helping to kind of connect them, you know, with a you know mental health therapist if you know that's the route, or you know, focusing on you know talked earlier about the self care and the importance of that, and again, I think even during pregnancy, there's so much you know emphasis on the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby, but it's like, no, what are you doing like to prepare yourself and to make sure that you are taken care of and that. Um, and kind of taking it back a little bit to work alongside. Um, that's actually what we started recently offering a class specifically called My Fourth Trimester, and it's for planning for that postpartum period. Because wow. you plan for pregnancy, you plan for labor, maybe you can plan for how to care for your baby, mm-hmm. but it's like, what about caring for you? Yeah. yeah. So let's Very take true. that back. And it's totally lost the shuffle. With connections, because mm-hmm. 
like, you know, first time moms or second time moms or anything because this next time around is not going to be the same as the first time around. Yeah, right. Like, if I do end up with postpartum depression, like, what do I do? Who do I see? What does it look right. like? Right. You know, right. you have somebody to recognize that. What's so sad right now is I would say 90% of our patients are back for baby number two because they went the hospital route the first mm -hmm. time. That'll be me. They listened to the doctors, <laughs> That'll they be listened me. to what everybody said, and then they had this horrible traumatic That'll birth. be me. And everybody's <laughs> going, healthy mommy, healthy baby, healthy mommy, healthy baby, that's all that matters. No, it's not all that matters, no, number no. one. You are allowed to grieve the loss of your yeah. birth, number two. And number three, it is so sad that women have to go through that even once. Why not bring the awareness to the beginning? I don't care where you birth. Birth on the moon, if that's where you want to break right. that. Mm -hmm. Be educated, be informed, and give consent to the things that you want. That are happening to you. And don't give consent to the things that you And you're don't allowed want. to make that decision, I think. And not feel exactly. guilty for that decision. You know? So we've got time for just one more quick question, even though, like we said, we could talk about this all day. Christine, what, what did you have? Um, I just, like, I don't know about anybody else at the table, but I like to be, like, I like you to talk to me like I'm a newborn. Nurture like, don't me. nurture me. Mm -hmm. Like, don't yeah. tell me that, like, you, I, you got more patients coming up and, and I'm not the only patient. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, that happened to me and it, it happens to me at the dentist. And, yeah, but that's another topic. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be, I'm a first time mom. This is my first time being pregnant. Like, and I think you guys are just, like, for, I'm telling you, second time around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I all you. Out, you know, for, for before we kind of close here, I think that the things that we're all talking about, whether it's anxiety or whether it's talking about getting the something that you said, Mandy, getting those topics out there and kind of making awareness. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's listening, I think that it's the reason we're all just this group and we decided that we should try a podcast. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> And, and the reason... Let's do it in a week. Yeah. Because <laughs> planning's our thing because we're moms. We do it last minute. So, but I think that really at the, the core of it all, the reason that so many people asked us to put this together and how it came into fruition is because there is such a need. There is such a need to have an open conversation that doesn't have... That is void of judgment and... And, and anxiety and all of the pressure of society and everything that we can just talk about mucus plugs or whatever it is and it's not weird and they're not going to look at you funny and you can talk about the anxiety that you experience and you can talk about the struggles, the triumphs, the everything in a place where it's all okay and I think and then safe and I think that's something that every mom either you're experiencing or you're wishing for and if yeah. you're wishing for tune in and continue to tune in because this is th that's what we this is what this is all about is finding a place where your voice can be heard and that you can see other moms just like you uh for everybody listening thank you so very much for tuning in bonnie kelly with coastal duels of the palm beaches and uh mandy, mandy pruitt with the palm beach maternity center we thank you so much for being a part of today and for everyone else Tune in next time. We hope you've enjoyed this mom's night in.